0: John and Character presents. Dork Tales! Storytelling with a geekish twist. Jonathan, what is all this in your suitcase? What do you mean? A Goosebumps novel? A 400 page history of Dungeons and Dragons? Manga and me? Hmm, 1001 anime to watch before you. Oh, The Terror That Flaps in the Night? The Untold Legends of Darkwing Duck? Oh, you mean my books. Well, I gotta bring some reading to enjoy on vacation, Reg. Some? Your whole suitcase is full of stories. Where are your swim trunks? Hmm? Sunglasses? Sunscreen? Oh, right. Sunscreen. Yeah. Shoes? A a change of clothes? Anything other than books? I, uh, I see your point, Reg. You tell stories for a living, Jonathan, and we're going on vacation. Oh, that's true, but I just love stories so much. Well, we're going to make some new ones, my friend. I mean, where on our itinerary do you see time for much reading anyway? First, we're going to lounge by the pool and enjoy the album Summer Unleashed by my old band from Bremen, featuring your hit song, California Squirrels. Then, we're going to head back to the Museum of Mammal-Made Art for the Gwendolyn Garbage exhibit, One Human's Trash is a Raccoon's Treasure. After that, I see we're headed to the Folktale Forest for some good old camping out under the stars. And to visit the Three Little Hedgehogs. It's been so long since I've said hello to Porky, Peregrine, and Percy, after all. Wow, there are a lot of fun things on this list. Our schedule is packed. You're right, Reg. I'll narrow it down to, uh, nine books. Uh, Jonathan, that means you're only removing one book from your suitcase. Okay, okay. I'll pick three to bring with us. How's that? (sighs) That'll do, mate. That'll do. Now, let's set our vacation auto-reply. Your resident storytellers, Mr. Reginald T. Hedgehog and Jonathan, are off on their jam-packed, awesome times, very cool summer adventure. Hmm. Uh, Should you need us... Please leave a note tied with twine to the leg of our good friend Remy the Robin, who will deliver your message when we return. Thank you, and see you next once upon a time. Wow, that's perfect! (laughs) Yes, Uh, should we crank up some tunes as we hit the road? Actually, I was thinking we would listen to some of our good friends to stay up to date on all the amazing stories happening around the world. Aha. I see you found a way to bring more stories along with us, didn't you, Jonathan? Well, let me ask you something, Mr. Reg. Do you have a curious mind? Why, I'm the most curious of all hedgehogs in the land. Do you love to hear about science, technology, art, culture, politics, and more? absolutely I do. Then you will love the mother-daughter duo over at Newsy Jacuzzi. Newsy Jacuzzi? Hmm, this sounds like the best way to kick off our adventure. Oh, this is my absolute favorite episode. Uh, it originally aired this year on June 2nd. Well, hit play, and let our vacation commence. Over here!
1: Hey, 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 listen up!
2: Yeah. <coughs> New, no,
1: no, no, Newsy! newsy. Welcome to Newsy Jacuzzi, your whirlpool of news and information. I'm your host, Lila Shushanka Priggett, and joining me, as ever, is our big story explainer, sound engineer, researcher, writer, and yes, also my mama, Lindy Prickett.
0: (laughs)
3: Hello, wow, that's a big list. Well, I could go on. Nah, no, that's okay. Oh, okay, but
1: only because we have a lot of news to get through today. Next up, we'll have a special on location report from the island nation most at risk of falling off the map because of climate change. Yes, the Maldives, which has a clever plan of building a floating city. But will it happen and will it work? In a science and entertainment mashup, find out how Russia plans to get dramatic up in space. We'll also have a rather colorful and kind of icky update on those cicadas swarming over the eastern part of the United States. And finally, you'll never believe what one French soap maker's secret slimy ingredient is.
3: But first, it's time for...
1: The The Big
3: News Story of the Week. So we know that the climate is changing and the planet is getting warmer. Ice caps and glaciers are melting and oceans are rising. And over the next century, that is going to affect 40% of the world who live within 100 kilometers of a coast. 40%? That's almost half the world. I know. And it's the low-lying places that will feel it the most, especially archipelagos and atolls. Uh, come again? You know, archipelago, that's that super fancy word for a big group of islands. And there's a special type of archipelago called an atoll, which is a ring-shaped set of islands or coral reefs. And do you know why it's ring-shaped? Oh, I know this one because underneath is a volcano that erupted millions
1: of years ago. And the ring is what remains.
3: Bingo! And there are a couple of archipelago nations made up of nothing but these islands and atolls, making them really low lying places on Earth, so super vulnerable to the swelling oceans.
1: You mean the Maldives, otherwise known as paradise?
3: Correct! The Maldivian Islands are some of the most beautiful places on Earth. With white sand
1: and water so calm and clear, you could practically read a
3: book underwater. <laughs> totally. I mean, you know, if you had a waterproof book.
1: Yeah, there was that.
3: <laughs> but if global warming continues, then many Maldivian Islands could be covered by water. Yikes! And by the way, did you know the Maldives archipelago consists of 1,190 tiny islands scattered across the Indian Ocean, 185 of which are inhabited? Well, various plans are underway to try and bolster or support the nation's islands. But there's another idea, too. Oh, you mean that crazy cool notion of building floating cities? You got it. But this isn't the first time big ideas have been floated. That's why we want to go... What? Dive deeper into the story? (laughs) You got it. That's why we've commissioned this special report from paradise. That would be Shaiba Jumshi, then. Take it away,
2: Shaiba. Welcome to paradise. Unfortunately, we pay a high price for our natural beauty because most of my country, 80% in fact, is less than a meter above sea level. That makes us extremely vulnerable to severe weather, especially nasty storm surges. But also to the swelling sea, which is happening more and more every year. The government predicts that we could lose entire islands because of this climate change and rising seawater. In 2014, more than 100 of our inhabited islands were already showing early signs of erosion and around 30 islands were showing severe signs of erosion. Yikes! Did you know that one of our former presidents even held a cabinet meeting underwater to draw attention to this problem? Over the years there've been a lot of suggestions like building seawalls but not often the money to make it happen. Well, now the government says that plans are underway for the world's first floating island city and we have help too from Dutch docklands a company famous for making buildings afloat based in the other low-lying country the Netherlands. Here are the details. The new city will be constructed on about three quarters of a square mile in an atoll lagoon near the capital. There will be about a thousand homes to begin with, plus shops, restaurants, a school and hospital, which will be in the middle of the atoll and anchored to the surrounding islands. That should help protect it from high tides, The neatest thing is the design. Everything will be arranged in a hexagonal row, kind of like the shape of a coral reef. How cool is that? But the big question here is, when will the construction begin? And can I move in please? I'm Shaiba Jamshid in Malé, the capital of Maldives, reporting for Newsy Jacuzzi.
1: Thanks so much Shaiba for that report. I wish I were there with you in the Maldives. Boy, do I ever.
3: You and me both.
1: <laughs> now we have a story that's a little bit of this the world of wow, wow, wow. In other words, science. And strangely, a little bit of this too. Now it's the Ace part of our podcast.
3: <coughs> that
1: stands for. Art, Culture, Culture and, and entertainment, entertainment. Darling. Darling. You got it. This is a story where art meets science. Up in space, to be precise. Oh, okay. Get this. Russia is about to shoot a movie in space.
3: Whoa, you mean not like on a set that looks like space. Nope.
1: According to Russia's Roscosmos Space Agency, it's actually going to be on the International Space Station, which, as I'm sure most of our listeners know, orbits our Earth. 220 miles out in space.
3: Astronauts are going to be actors in space? Talk about moonlighting.
1: (laughs) No, real actors are going to go to space. Not astronauts acting like actors. And by the way, astronauts in Russia are called cosmonauts, in case you didn't know.
3: (laughs) Thank you. But what if they don't know anything about space?
1: Well, they've already chosen the two actors, camera director and overall director, who are going to be extensively trained in a zero-gravity plane and undergo parachute training, amongst other things. Whew. No fair. I wish I could go on a zero-gravity plane. Anyway, they've also already titled the movie, which is going to be called... Challenge. And the first bit of filming will happen as early as October.
3: Whoa, so this is going to happen before that space hero reality TV show that the U.S. company Axiom Space is hoping to produce in 2023, which we reported on in February.
1: Right. And you know, Axiom have also teamed up with the Discovery Channel for a series they're calling Who Wants to Be an Astronaut? But while Axiom has signed a Space Act agreement with NASA, it's not clear if any of the winners will actually go into space or just be trained for the mission.
3: Huh, okay. But anyway, it still sounds like a new space race is brewing. Which country will be the first to put TV stars in space, Russia or America?
1: tell you what, that's the halftime bell, which means it's time to hear what's making news around the rest of the world. Hold on tight, it's Around, around the, the world, world in 80
3: Seconds. seconds.
1: Whoa, hold tight.
3: Cyber criminals attack again. The world's largest meat processing company, JBS, is the target of another ransomware attack. The hacked computer networks caused some operations in Australia, Canada and the U.S. to shut down for a short time. And yes, this could lead to temporary meat shortages and price hikes. Variations of the nasty coronavirus get a name change to avoid the stigma of one country being associated with a mutation. And since the official scientific names like B.1.351.20H slash 501Y.V2 is a bit of a mouthful for the rest of us. The World Health Organization has said it'll use the Greek alphabet instead as in Alpha, Beta, Gamma, Delta, etc., Big news in China. Their famous one-child policy, which for decades meant couples were only allowed to have one baby per family, has been extended again. In 2016, China allowed couples to have two babies. And now they've said, why not have three? This comes as the Asian giant is worried. Soon there'll be more older people, but not enough younger people around to help look after them. And an 11-year-old girl and her father swim five nautical miles after their yacht was overturned in suddenly stormy seas off the coast of Australia. The girl had a broken leg, but she powered on. And don't forget it's winter down under, so it's cold water too. After four and a half hours, they weren't far from shore when they were rescued. Phew.
1: Thanks a lot for that zippity zappity wippity bappity rap of world news. Whew! Now I believe we have an update on our big cicada story from four weeks ago. Play the sting, Mama. Go on, give me a top up, please. It's top up time. Top up
3: time. Top up time. Top up time. Top up
1: time. 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 time.
3: time. now! Yeah, now. It's top-up time. Yes, periodical brood ex cicadas have arrived.
1: The noisy insects spend most of their life underground, sucking sap from the roots
3: of trees. Then after 17 years... Which is now. They crawl up through holes to spend the last six weeks of their life flying around on a mission to mate. And they don't just make a racket. They make a mess.
1: And I believe they're pretty stinky, too. As our Maryland correspondents, Andy and Alina Tidwell, are about to tell us. Well, Leela, the funny thing is they don't have much of a smell at first. But when they shed their skins and died, they really start to stink up the place. Sometimes it smells like a dead animal was in our yard. Oh, gross. I didn't realize they smelled so much. But I guess lots of dead bugs would start to stink. Alina, can you describe what
2: they look like? When they first climb out of the ground, they are ugly brown bugs without wings. Then they climb up on something tall, like tall grass or trees. And then they start breaking out of their skins. They look really white at first, and then they turn black with red eyes. Their wings are a mix of black, yellow, and clear gray. The pea droplets are unbearable. Uh, wait a
1: minute. Did you say pea droplets as in... Urine dropping from the cicadas? Yup. When you walk under a tree, it can feel like mist falling. It's like rain. That's how bad it is. There are thousands of cicadas in just my little yard. There are so many that I have to keep my eyes peeled so I don't step on them. My dog thinks that they are the tastiest treats. We can't keep her happy inside the house. She only wants to be outside, gobbling up the cicadas. I think the cicadas are really cool, but I wouldn't
2: want to eat them. There's a chocolate-covered cicadas shop not far from my home. Eating them sounds gross and disgusting. At first I wasn't so sure about the cicadas, but now I really like them. I like to hold them and snuggle them. I rock them in my hands and let them crawl on me. Sometimes they tickle me when I hold them. I think cicadas are really cool. They are really fun to hold and play with. I don't know why they aren't creepy for me, I just think they are really cool. Reporting from Silver Spring, Maryland, this is Andy and Alina for Newsy Jacuzzi.
1: Uh, well, I'm glad, Alina, you've bonded with these bugs. All I can say is that it's probably a good thing I'm far away in New Delhi. Thanks a lot, you guys.
3: Yeah, that was an awesome update. Thanks. And as we said earlier, it was our big story of the week in episode 45 four weeks ago so if you want to know more go back and have a listen to that you can find
1: all our episodes on our website which is newsyjacuzzi.com and finally let's head over to the lucky dip machine and see what it has in store for us Step, right up step, step right, up, right up, step right up, Have right a go with the there. lucky dip machine The lucky dip machine What's, What's it going to diet? today, eh? An oddball no doubt An oddball no doubt So you'll never guess what a French cosmetic maker is putting in soap A special ingredient to make skin shine And well, for you older folks, look like younger Any guesses? Hmm Something that contains molecules of the proteins collagen and elastin, which have anti-aging and skin-healing properties, apparently.
3: Oh, I got it. Milk from a donkey.
1: Eh, uh, no. Something that glistens, well, you could say. Oh, um.
3: In a sort of slimy way. Ew. Oh, wait, I know. Whale blubber.
1: Why do kids bully other kids? Why does my friend lie to me? What do you do if your friends say you're bossy? How can I make a best friend?
3: Friendships can be complicated. I'm psychologist and author, Dr. Eileen Kennedy-Moore, host of the Kids Ask Dr. Friendtastic podcast. Each weekly five-minute episode features a question from a kid about friendship, plus a practical and thought-provoking answer. Tune in to learn how you can build strong and caring friendships. Kids Ask Dr. Friendtastic is available wherever you get podcasts.
1: Getting closer in terms of the texture, but no.
3: Oh, I don't know.
1: Alrighty then, cue the music, Mama. No, I think we need something slower. even slower. Still slower. Yes, that's the right pace. Snail pace, to be exact.
3: Oh, soap made with snail snot?
1: Snail mucus is the term we're going with, Mama. Although it's uncommon in western cosmetics, Snail mucus has become a more common ingredient elsewhere, like in Korean beauty products. It's thought to have anti-aging properties, thanks to the molecules of collagen and elastin. Aside from that, snails also use their slime to repair their shells when damaged. So imagine what it can do for our skin! At least that's what the former computer technician, turned cosmetic maker, Damien Desrochers, thinks. And how he gets this mucus is even, well, slimier.
3: Oh no. Oh yes,
1: afraid so. The 28-year-old soap maker has to lightly rub, or in fact he says tickle, the slippery suckers to get them to produce slime bubbles. Yuck or what? Yuck. And get this, a single snail only yields two grams. That's just a quarter of a teaspoon of slime. Meaning, when he makes a batch of 15 bars of soap, he's gotta get the slime from 40 snails. And as he aims to produce, 3,000 snail soap bars a year. It's no wonder he keeps 60,000 snails in his backyard. Yikes. And by the way, you may or may not know that the French
3: also like to eat snails. I do indeed know that. I've tried some myself. Oh, I didn't know that. Were they good? Eh, not my thing. But I did eat them at an English pub's French night, so probably it wasn't the best preparation. I see. Well, do you know why the French like eating snails?
1: Because they don't like fast food! (laughs) (laughs)
3: and it's time to wrap up the podcast with the the top top five five facts heard today. today fab fact number one the maldives archipelago is one of the countries most at risk from rising sea levels brought on by climate change but what is an archipelago It's a super fancy word for a big group of islands. Fab fact number two.
1: And there's a special type of archipelago, which is a set of islands or a coral reefs in the shape of a ring. What's that called?
3: An atoll. Fab fact number three. And how many tiny islands make up the Maldives' archipelago? There are 1,190 tiny islands scattered across the Indian Ocean, but only 185 of which are inhabited. Fab Fact Number 4 after 17 years of sucking tree sap underground,
1: swarms of noisy insects called cicadas have emerged in the eastern states of America. What's their full name?
3: Periodical Brood X Cicadas. Fab Fact Number 5. <laughs> The slime from snails is being used by a French soap maker because snail mucus contains what proteins that are said to have anti-aging and skin healing properties? The proteins collagen and elastin. And don't forget, if you want to test yourself later on, then go to the Lucky Dip page of our website, newsyjacuzzi.com and take this quiz online.
1: And that almost brings us to the end of this
3: episode of Newsy Jacuzzi. But I believe we have a shout out. Oh we do indeed. We got a lovely little note to our website from Caleb Gutrez who wrote to say that he really likes our podcast. Thank you, Caleb. And he's even suggested a story idea. Bees are dying at an alarming rate, and you won't believe the knock-on effect that has on our ecosystem. I think we need to cover that, don't you? Oh, totally. Great idea, Caleb. Thanks. And if anyone else has any stories they think we should be covering, we're totally open to ideas, especially if we know it's something you want to know more about. So... Drop an email to contact at NewsyJacuzzi.com or
1: visit our website, NewsyJacuzzi.com or leave us a note on social media at NewsyJacuzzi. Okie dokie, that's it folks. See you next week in the Newsy Jacuzzi.
0: Why, Leela, you are the most delightful deliverer of bite-sized news.
1: Why, thank you. And that's quite something coming from you, Reggie. A lot of kids think news is boring or even scary. At Newsy Jacuzzi, we like to show the wacky and wild side to news. We're also pretty passionate about finding stories from all over the world, and also out of this world... We don't call it the Whirlpool of news and information for nothing, you know?
0: That's truly the perfect moniker. And we're so grateful you shared your love of stories and wild, wacky news with our listeners. Hey, everyone. Uh, Mr. Reg and I will be back to bring you an epic new Hidden Heroes of History episode on August 19th. Until then, surf's up on summer reading, so have fun diving into your favorite stories. Now this is the life, lounging in the sun, listening to the soothing sounds of the ocean, collecting colorful seashells. What do you think, Jonathan? Jonathan, you you have another book? Huh? Oh, this. Well, after listening to Newsy Jacuzzi on the way here, I had to go to the local bookstore to get some reading on cicadas. I was too fascinated not to learn more. (sighs) Oh, Jonathan, with your unlimited curiosity, you make every day an adventure. Today's message was written by Molly Murphy and performed by Jonathan Cormer. Sound recording and production by Jermaine Hamilton at Hamilton Studios. Today's episode was created and provided by the amazing Newsy Jacuzzi team. You can find more of their work wherever you listen to podcasts or on their website, newsyjacuzzi.com. Discover more of our tales at dorktalesstory.com.